are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Namaste! Welcome! Thank you so much for listening. Today's topic was a question that came from a listener. And since I am currently not publishing weekly Q&As, I thought it would be really fun to dedicate this entire episode to the topic. It is actually a frequently requested question whenever I host Yoga 101 workshops. Students who are new to yoga are very curious about the difference between yoga and stretching. And I think that curiosity comes from the concept of flexibility as stretching is really a flexibility modality. Whereas yoga not only lends itself to flexibility, but is very much rooted in strength. Now, many of you understand yoga to be a big, beautiful philosophy with many, many disciplines of the practice living under its umbrella. Now, asana, which is the movement of the body through the poses and the postures, is just one limb of the eight limbs of yoga in the philosophy. Now, students who are new to yoga typically come to yoga through the physical asana practice, which we typically find in studio practices. So for the sake of today's topic, we're going to stick with the thought that we are focusing on asana, the movements of the body through the poses and the posture when we are comparing yoga to stretching. Now, before we get started, we're going to take a quick break because I want to remind everyone that Lululemon Collective helps to sponsor yoga podcasts. So take a quick break with a quick listen and we'll be right back on the other side. Hey there, yogis. It's Breezy Bree, and I'm so sorry for interrupting the show and our flow. But did you know that you could help support the podcast in a very simple way? I mean, let's face it, you were already going to buy yoga pants, right? As a Lululemon influencer, I'm part of the Lululemon Collective and will receive a commission if you make a purchase through the links below in the show notes. So please purchase your Lululemon yoga pants and all your other gear and join the hashtag The Sweat Life with me and support the yoga podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Namaste. Welcome back. So before we dive into the differences between yoga and stretching, let's talk about the types of stretching. Now there are four categories with two of them being the most popular and that is static stretching and dynamic stretching. Now static stretching is probably the most common type of stretching. With static stretching, you stretch a muscle or group of muscles by holding the stretch for a period of time. The stretch is usually held for 15 to 60 seconds and then it is repeated two to four times. Now, dynamic stretching is more functionally oriented. It allows you to have specific movements that are used to move the limbs through greater range of motion. It involves whole body movements and actively moving a joint 
past its range of motion without holding the movement at its end point, which is what static stretching does. This is typically repeated around 10 to 12 times. Now, dynamic stretching requires more thoughtful coordination than static stretching, and it has become more popular, especially amongst athletes, coaches, and trainers, and people believe that it is more effective for increasing flexibility, maximal muscle strength, and allows you to maximize your performance. Now, this is a controversial topic when we think about static versus dynamic stretching. Should you do both? Should you do them before, pre or post-workout? pre or post training, should you focus on one or the other, it is a loaded topic and we are not going to dive into that in today's episode. So the other two categories is what we know as PNF, which is proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. This is a technique which requires the contraction of the target muscle when it is stretched, followed by a more passive stretch with the muscle relaxed. This is something I think of when I think of physical therapy, maybe even sports massage therapy. And then there's a fourth type, which is dynamic ballistic stretching. And this is stretching with a bouncing movement. Now, this has fallen out of favor because it carries a greater risk of injury. Now, what is the difference between yoga and stretching? particularly static or dynamic. Well, I hate to break the news to you all, but there isn't really a difference. You will find static and dynamic stretching in the practice of asana, in particular in different disciplines of yoga. We think of yoga as being this fast-moving flow in some cases, and we think of yoga as being this static type holding the postures for long periods of time type practice. And both are true. There are disciplines that focus on some over the other. We've talked about yin yoga in um, past episodes. And I will link that in today's show notes. Also, I have this cool feature on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. If you check out the most recent blog post, if you subscribe to my newsletter, you'll never go without these updates. I have linked all of the most popular intro to yoga disciplines in one place. So I have probably, I think, over 15 past episodes of some of the most common questions, some of the most popular disciplines of yoga, such as vinyasa yoga, ashtanga yoga, hatha yoga, yin yoga, yoga for restoration, so many more, and you can actually find every link to past episodes in that one blog post, and that was just published, so you can run over there and check it out. I will link that in today's show notes as well, but one of the neat things is we talked about yin yoga, and that is a very static, stretching-focused type discipline. We also have what we call vinyasa yoga, which is where we link the poses together with breath. People like to think of it as the dance of yoga, and that can be thought of in conjunction with dynamic stretching. So 
There are classes that fuse these together. Most studio classes that are all level focused, classes that are just called flow or classes that are um, focused on beginners or maybe more intermediate students will have times within the actual sequence of the class that have static poses and times where you're going to flow into dynamic stretching. And I really love that we create this fusion in yoga because we get the benefits of all of the above. Now, yoga is special because we add in intentional breath work and pranayama. Prana being life force energy, you know, really allowing the inside of the body to match the external. So when we think of stretching the body from a place of it being cold, you know, that's one of the controversies in the topic of stretching, which is the body needs to be warmed up before you stretch it. If you just start reaching down to touch your toes without warming up the joints, you could actually snap something like a rubber band, right? That's the thought. Whether that's true or not, it could be for some more than for others. The truth is, is that one of the things that I love about yoga is that we warm the body up with breath and then we warm the body up with movement. And then by the time we add static stretching, which can help lend itself to more powerful postures, um, even more um, intentional flexibility type stretches, by the time we get to that place, the joints, the muscles should be warmed up especially with what we call internal fire. You know, yoga practitioners have this beautiful way of being able to utilize ujjayi breathing, that breath of fire, to warm up the internal parts of the body, get the blood pumping. So the body is very, very wise. And once you give it the tools that it needs, it doesn't need much else for you to think about. It will take over in its infinite wisdoms and stretching not being denied in that wisdom. (laughs) So what are the benefits of stretching, which is truly what are the benefits of yoga, right? Especially asana practice. Well, we talked about it when we were talking about stretching in general. Range of motion is in Very important, especially to prevent injury, but also to help relieve uh, previous healed injuries. Um, It is a proactive modality. So as the body ages, we want to continue to have that range of motion, especially in the spine. You know, the spine is such a huge part of the body and the skeletal system. We want that to have the most range of motion, right? Being able to bend forward and being able to bend in the opposite direction in a healthy manner. We also want the flexibility of the spine to be what's most important to us when we think about our practice of yoga. Whether we touch our toes or not is partially related to the spine, but not as important in being able to just move the spine, especially when we think about cat-cow, you know, being able to flex the spine is probably the coolest flexibility that you can invite to your body. You know, babies are the most flexible, right? They're the youngest. And we want to try to encourage the body to keep some of that youth throughout time. And there is no reason why we shouldn't be able to have some of that flexibility still lingering in the spine as we age. Now, that's the most important part. Now, range of motion in the shoulders, the hips, and the knees 
are the next areas. Now, shoulders and knees, and especially shoulders and knees, I should say, tend to take the most beatings, especially if you were ever an athlete. You know, that's where we're going to see former dancers, former gymnasts, former athletes in sport, be able, uh, former runners, things of that nature to feel the heat, <laughs> you know, not in a good way. Um, those are the areas that lose their range of motion. Those are where the joints get worn out the most. And so we want to try to create and hopefully um, keep that movement. The hips as well, keeping the hips flexible and fluid because again, as you age, you become elderly. The hip breaks are some of the biggest reasons for losing independence, right? And sometimes worse. We also want to reduce and relieve pain in the body. So neck pain, back pain, all of that um, can really be mitigated, if not healed in some cases, if not proactively taken care of through stretching. So yoga is definitely helpful in that area. Also preventing soreness and injury for those who have youthful bodies, but are still training their bodies, you know, um, way beyond its uh, normal capacities, right? Taking the body to the next level, expecting a lot of performance out of the body. So fewer overuse injuries when we tend to engage in stretching. So again, when should you stretch? Well, in yoga, since yoga and stretching are synonymous in many ways, we begin stretching almost immediately, right? Almost immediately after warming up. Why and how? Well, we begin to stretch the spine, which I've already talked about. We begin to move the pelvis and stretch that part of the body. We begin to stretch the psoas muscle and release it, which is within the body, which is hiding behind the kidney, which is internal within the pelvic girdle. So we begin to already do that work within probably the first part of the yoga practice. And then of course, what is more familiar to people, which is trying to touch the toes, trying to, um, create opposition in the limbs of the body, really stretching the body in different directions, for instance. Now, one of the things that I love the most about yoga is that it not only helps to increase flexibility, which is what new students are always looking for and always reminding me that they're not good at, right? That they're super inflexible. But the strength component, when we think about a rubber band, right? That's the stretching. So over time, as you stretch a rubber band, as you stretch a rubber band, it's going to lose its elasticity. And then it's going to not be able to bounce back. We could think of that as the aging process. Now, the more you stretch it in little stretches, the more bouncy backs it gets, right? But over time, regardless, it's going to lose it because that's just the normal process of life. You know, if you're on this earth or planet for over 70 years, the elasticity, it is what it is, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. However, if you start to build strength around that rubber band, right, you coat that rubber band with strength, I'm thinking of like a scrunchie or something, that can create the muscle to protect the joints. And so what yoga does that stretching by itself cannot perform is that strength 
that it builds within. Now, I have talked about strength and yoga in the past. Again, check out today's show notes for a link to that episode. And yoga does focus on a particular um, type of strength building, which is the pushing of muscles, right? We don't do a lot of pulling of muscles. So we don't pull things off of the ground. We don't pull things down toward us. But we do push the earth away from us a lot in yoga. And regardless, it's still building that muscle around the joint, which is really important. When we balance on one foot, we are building strength. When we are in an inversion, you know, rather that's handstand, crow, rather it's down dog, Whatever that may be, when our hands are on the earth and pushing the earth away from us, keeping our body weight afloat in any kind of capacity, that is also strength building, starting to encapsulate those joints, that rubber band with muscle, right? So that is really, in my opinion, what truly separates yoga from dynamic stretching. Now, you might be asking yourself, especially if you only practice yoga, well, what are stretches outside of yoga? Now, some um, examples of static stretching would be if you are, you know, you see runners do it, you know, you can grab your arm and just stretch it in front of you. You can interlace your fingers and stretch them overhead. We do this stuff in yoga, um, but we tend to move it into a posture. Um, Just sitting on your tail and reaching for your toes, standing up and leaning down and reaching for your toes. Again, we do this stuff in yoga as well, but this would be examples of just stretching only, not flowing into anything else, not focusing on breath as well. Um, Stretching your hamstrings, you know, just holding stretches in that way, stretching shoulders, um, stretching hips, stretching your back. You could just stretch, you know, you wake up in your bed and you stretch, you know, so those are just stretches. Dynamic stretching would be maybe like uh, swinging your legs from side to side, front to back, Something, again, that's really popular um, from the running community. Opens up the hips a little bit there. uh, Releases the psoas. Doing arm circles from side to side. Rotating the shoulders. A form of dynamic stretching. Um, Lunging with twists is a good way of stretching. So there's lots of ways that you you can engage in dynamic stretching. But the difference with yoga is typically adding in that breath, adding in the intention, um, focusing on the strength around the stretching. So that is basically what I consider the main differences of yoga and stretching. I think stretching has its place. You know, if you are training for something else, if you're about to engage in, you know, a practice that is outside of yoga, You might only need a couple of minutes, a couple of exercises that are related to static or dynamic stretching. I recently recorded a 20-minute class, which I will be posting on my YouTube and website probably um, in the near future. And also, I will publish the audio on Yoga Podcast, but it is literally the warm-up that I use for dancers. I call it Dancing Yogi because we do the Warrior Series in a flow. We do what I call the ballerina, which is really goddess pose. It's a nice squat. And I do a dynamic stretching type routine with some static poses 
um, interlaced throughout it. And it's 20 minutes. I use this to warm up my dancers before their practice. And then they go into a 60 to 90 minute rehearsal after doing this. And then we always end class with something similar to cool the body down. So we do some sort of dynamic cool down. And then um, I typically take them into a bit of a static stretch um, where they partner up and their body's superheated. And that's just my um, preference for them. So I am really a fan of using yoga as a way to integrate dynamic stretching and a little bit of static stretching to warm up athletes and dancers. Something I've always done when I taught cheerleaders, gymnasts, ballerinas, whatever it is, I always like to interlace yoga into it because I like to introduce them to intention setting, breath awareness, mindfulness. It calms the nervous system which allows them to then heat up the body in a neutralized, natural way, prevents injury because their nervous system is calm and relaxed. And for me, I don't see a reason why I would do dynamic or static stretching on its own. I would prefer to um, create a small yoga sequence um, for that benefit. And I've been doing this um, this way for as long as I can remember. Obviously, before I practiced yoga, I didn't do this. So definitely the awareness of yoga and sequencing has been helpful. But I can't imagine not doing it in um, a yoga type fashion. So for me, yoga is the answer to um, the question of which is more beneficial, which is better, um, which do I prefer, however you want to pose the question, I will always come back to I prefer yoga because I can bring in the mindfulness, I can bring in pratyama, I can bring in um, a beneficial sequencing of static and dynamic stretching. So there it is. I hope that this was beneficial to your practice. I hope this answered your question. And those of you who are still trying to figure out how to integrate yoga into other disciplines, if you're an athlete, if you're um, training for something, please consider yoga to be not only complementary to your regimen, but it can also be a great way to um, heal the body post um, whatever it is that you're training for in your off season. It's a great way to utilize yoga on days that you're not rehearsing or training as well. Yoga is such a great way to, um, I think, open up your awareness to the philosophy because yoga not only can help with old injuries, it can be proactive to preventing new injuries. It can also allow you to begin to open up awareness for the different compassions that you have for yourself and for others. It is such a beautiful philosophy, such a beautiful way of living, and it is such a compliment. Yoga will always meet you wherever you currently are, so you do not have to worry about anything. If you're listening to Yoga Podcast, I invite you to continue to listen, to listen to past episodes I'm losing my voice. 
Um, I've been recording so many classes, so uh, forgive me. But this is my PSA. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you all. Please do go in peace. Check out today's show notes. And namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.